for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of springs. There's the kind that you wind up tighter than two coats of paint. There's the ones you pull apart and they spring back, and there's the kind you push together and they bounce back. And there's the kind of spring that is time to get your 4 before side-by-side tuned up for the year. Just call Handos and Joe will spring into action. Heck, he'll even come and get it. Tune it up, fix it up, even rev it up. 4 before spring tune-ups at Handos Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Sheridan Memorial Hospital is hosting a free drive-up stroke awareness education on Tuesday, May 24th from 9 to 11 a.m. Come to the employee parking lot outside of the cafeteria and look for the tent. No need to get out of your vehicle. Healthcare professionals will come to your car to explain how knowing the acronym FAST can save a life. Learn about lifestyle changes to prevent strokes and heart disease before it starts. Please wear a face covering when you come to the hospital. That's Tuesday, May 24th from 9 to 11 a.m. Are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Dr. Colin Hardy and his team at Atlas Chiropractic are here to help. When your spine is out of alignment or subluxated, the nervous system can't function properly. Spinal misalignments can lead not only to headaches and back pain, but also sleeplessness, chronic tiredness, decreased immunity, and general malaise. Don't wait. Call Atlas Chiropractic today for a free examination and consultation with Dr. Hardy. It's time to spring into a healthier you at Atlas Chiropractic, Sheridan's premier wellness center. Call 672-6000 to schedule your appointment. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Brought to you by Elias and Financial. Now, this morning, I'm joined by the cast and director of the Civic Theater Guild's production of Steve Martin's The Underpants. This is going to be directed by Dan Cole and playing Theo. I'm joined by Ryan Legler. Yes, sir. Legler. And playing Louise, we've got Rowan Heil walking in now. And, of course, always the executive director of the Y.O. Theater, Mrs. Aaron or Miss Aaron Butler. Aaron, would you hit that door for me? Thank you so much. All right, good wor- good morning and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Floyd. It's good <laughs> to see you again. Now, uh, let's begin with the play itself. What is the history behind this play? Uh, this was written by comedian Steve Martin, very well known. Yeah, and actually it's an adaptation. So this play was written 
probably back in the 1600s comedy of manners type style of play and Steve decided to adapt it into his own words and kind of make it his own so uh it's kind of a you know a rebirth but uh not really is it is it like a slapstick type comedy or is it like a situational thing it's definitely more slapstick farcical type um of a deal so he's kind of he plays up a lot of the uh you know fun jokes that the play uh to today's standards more de- yeah now, what is the premise itself? Uh, we don't want to give too much away, but what is the storyline? Yeah, so this plays about um, Theo and Louise. They're a, they're a married couple, and this takes place in, like, 1910 um, Germany. And one day she goes to a parade, and um, she's trying to see the king. And what happens is she stands on a bench, and her underpants fall off when she stands <laughs> on the bench. And uh, unfortunately, there's a bunch of uh, people there who are quite enamored by this. And it turns out they're renting a room in their uh, house out for rent. And so they get a bunch of suitors that were at the parade (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come rent the room uh, because of Louise's underpants falling off during the parade. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, hilarity (laughs) ensues. Now, uh, Dan, why did you choose to direct this play? What well, was it about it? Yeah, um, this play in general, I always kind of want to, whenever I direct something or want to be in something, I, I want to do something different. Um, the last show I did was First Date. I was in that show. I just felt like that was something a little different that we could give to the community. Um, so they're not always kind of seeing the same things. This is a whole different kind of show here. This is, like I say, this is like comedy of manners, and I thought it would be... Um, challenging to direct and it is um and at the same time it's something people haven't seen and will enjoy seeing now what was it that excited you about it was it was it the the comedy aspect of just the fact that it was different yeah and 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 technicality too just um the language that they use and uh the way we've built the set um it's pretty technical there's a lot of opening and shutting of doors Constant movement, um, and just the comedy of the whole piece in general, really. Now, what were your initial thoughts when you sat down with the script? Because that's kind of where it all starts. Isn't yeah. it? As a director, you sit down, you right. read through the script, and you kind of weigh your challenges that you're yeah. looking forward to. So what were your initial thoughts? Basically, it was more about the language. Um, because, you know, it is kind of old school. It's more of an old school uh adaptation and also just the kind of comedy that it's representing we're not going to see a lot of that around here that the the whole comedy of manners type thing is kind of uh dead or not really a thing anymore and so i kind of wanted to bring that back and uh let people know that there's still plays that we can do that uh, are funny and it's not something you're ever going to see. Now, when you say comedy of manners, for uh, those for our listeners out there, what are you think of like um, Pride and Prejudice or um, some of those old old older plays that are more about like finding suitors for people um, in uncomfortable situations. Um, yeah, so it's like I an mean, awkwardness. Yeah, it's kind of like an awkward old school 
type of comedy. So uh, that was one of the challenges that I thought would be interesting to kind of explore because you don't see a lot of people doing things like that anymore. So Creating that tension, that, uh, that awkward tension, do you, did you consider that to be probably one of the biggest hurdles as you wandered into this? Because this can be done really well or this can fall flat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and I was I was uh, pretty worried about that actually. Uh, just trying to make make it seem fresh and make it not have the jokes go over people's heads, you know. Um, but I think we've done a good job with that as far as uh, with the blocking and just the way the actors have encompassed their roles. And so. having that those those manners of like a nineteen ten atmosphere right? completely different yeah. than they are now uh yeah. something that was seen absolutely inappropriate back then is right. nowadays almost commonplace mm-hmm. so it, how did we build that uh, was um, that a challenge in yeah itself? it was it was a challenge um so basically going into it i was like i want everybody to have an accent i want it to be big i know that's not really a great acting though but i want it to be big and over the top um I want everybody to have their own character accent. It's not all the same, which is great. Um, I kind of let them choose what sorts of accents they wanted to do, and uh, it worked out really well. It's come along wonderfully. How many how many rehearsals have you had? Let's see. I think we started. It was probably uh, we've had a quite a few. Um, I think we started. When do we start, Ryan? In in We've been at it for about two months. Yeah, about you know? two months, about seven weeks. So we practice Monday through Thursday and um, every week. And but you got to remember, we started this about two years ago before COVID hit. And uh, as soon as we were going to put it on, unfortunately, COVID hit. And so it's been a couple years. This has been a long, long-winded project. So. Now, how how far along were you in the process um, when everything got shut down? Yeah, I think we were. A week and a half before we were supposed to actually perform. Ouch. So uh, we had built built the set, and uh, yeah, and so <laughs> we had to tear that down. So we've had to build a new set. But uh, honestly, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken it back. I think it's the show's going to be actually better for it. Really? So, yeah. And Expand a lot of, on that. What do you? Well, think? a lot of uh, uh, most of my cast has actually um, returned. They've they've had some passion for the project that they didn't. They wanted to come back, and um, and we, we have a couple new faces. Actually, my two leads, Rowan and Ryan, are uh, the only people that I've had to replace. And really? I think, and, yeah, and I think it was for the better. So, How many how many members of the cast are there? Oh, let's see. Seven? seven? Yeah, seven. <clears throat> seven, and for the Theaters Guild, that's a pretty good-sized cast. Right? Yeah, it but is, and um, there's a lot of times where that's such a small stage that uh, – it's kind of hard to fit everybody up there. I mean, there's not a lot of scenes <laughs> yeah. like that, but, uh, yeah, every once in a while we can. But it, it brings a lot of excitement, and uh, we built the set in a way to where you can see exits and entrances through the set. So as people are entering, you can see them through the windows. As they enter, they're in character. They're... So there's a lot of funny little bits that you can do with the comedy manners type thing that we've expounded upon. Now, when when they did shut you down mm-hmm. what what were your thoughts this will never get finished we'll never get through this actually, i just poured all my heart into this and here we are actually i had kind of the uh opposite idea really i was like well, we're gonna get this done eventually i mean of course it was deflating and um you know a bummer but uh 
I knew that this would come back. And you had put too much work I, into we'd it. We put too much into it. And I we kind of talked with the cast about that, and they all seemed um, in agreement. So. Now, but you had to replace your two leads. I did. What, I did. Uh, it, it, if you don't mind me asking, what happened to your other ones? Uh, no offense to you two at all. but No, actually, um, m- my other lead, uh, Carson Wills, he's taking another part in the show. Just uh, he's taking a, a, a different part. He plays the king. And I replaced him with Ryan, um, and Ryan's been great. Um, I've known Ryan for a long time, so I kind of knew that was a great choice. Um, our other lead was uh, Ariana Th- Thoreau, and she's just a school teacher, and she just she's been in a lot of shows recently, so. And she, she, she could yeah. not return. A little busy. A little yeah, busy. a little busy. So you guys have been doing this for about the past two months. That means that you were in the act of directing at the same time you guys were doing first, first date. date. Yeah, it was pretty much just a kickoff right into the next one. So, What what challenges did that pose? Oh. Uh, I mean, was all your time just gone? Yeah, and the and the thing was is I would have I would have actually liked to have started this process sooner with the underpants, but during first date it didn't give us a lot of time like I say we Probably only had about six and a half weeks or six weeks um, in general. Uh, But like I say, uh, it's worked out well. Now, Um, when it comes to the sets, you said you had to take the other ones down. Yeah. Do you completely destroy those or dismantle those? Yeah, we just dismantle them and then take them back up to the warehouse. And I'm sure that set was used probably for other shows. I'm sure, I think I saw some of it. A little little coat of paint and you change the entire thing, right? (laughs) Right. So as the director, uh, and and we'll get into some of your other, uh, I've got a lot of questions for you as a director coming up. But one thing that uh, since you had to redo the sets, how much do you play? into the set construction as a director. Uh, do you show up as they're being constructed and basically say, no, I want that higher, I want this window bigger, I want that door here? Is that play into all of that? Yeah, I had all the creative creativity that I could have wanted. I mean, and I built some of it, too. I had I had a lot of great help from a lot of great people, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I planned it all out, and it it's built like I wanted it. So, so everything gets constructed the way that you yeah. kind of direct it to be yeah. as the director. Yeah. And like I say, one of the more um, fun things about the set, I think, is being able to see people enter and exit while staying in character because it's like two actions. You're seeing two actions on stage. Um, there's a lot of open windows and, like, doors. And as they enter from the street, you can actually see them take an L and enter in character, and it's very amusing. For some reason, it just adds Yeah, you're watching two actions at once. So um, we've been able to play with that, and I think that's really fun. Now, we were going to be joined by our costume designer, but uh, she she had something else come up. So I got a question for you in regards to costuming. Germany, 1910, styles much different than they are now. Tell me how that developed. How did we get to the costumes? Well, um, actually, I was kind of under the impression that this play would take place a lot sooner than 1910. And then Jeannie, our costume designer, she was like, 1910, Germany. And so she's that's kind of her whole, her all her brainchild there. Um, I have very little to kind of say about the costumes. That's not really my 
But uh, you posed her challenge, and she yeah, accepted it. Yeah, and yeah, she accepted it, and, and she's done a great job with just uh, everything, props, set. Um, so she's helped me a lot with that. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about your costume? Describe it to me. <clears throat> I haven't seen the costume yet. Oh, you guys haven't haven't no, done like a full no, costume rehearsal no, as of yet. It usually comes like the last we'll, week we'll or so. Pull that microphone oh, right in. Yeah. No, you're good. That usually comes the last week or so. Um, but I'm excited to because as an actor, whenever I step into the shoes of the character, the literal shoes, then you know it definitely adds to uh, the performance, to the feeling. When you look in yourself in the mirror and you see your character. You know, uh, it just adds another level. So I'm very excited, and I hope I get platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rowan, what about you? Uh, uh, have you even seen the costume that they're going to have you wear? No, I haven't. None of us have yet. <laughs> so, so you haven't even seen, like I imagine, 1910 Germany. I would guess it's probably a dress, and that probably goes along with the story as well, huh? Right, and the underwear would be like bloomers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this show's rated probably PG, PG-13, so nothing uh, strong 13. yeah <laughs> strong 13 yeah. all right when we come back we're going to continue with the cast and the director of the civic theater guild's production of steve martin's the underfans this is public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm share it in Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Save the date and saddle up for Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 18th in KC, Wyoming. The rodeo starts at 2 p.m. with exciting saddle bronc and bareback riding competitions leading up to the street dance and party with Kellen Smith, Ned Ledoux, and Corb Lund in the Hurt and Albertans. Admission is $25 for both the rodeo and the dance and proceeds benefit college and high school rodeo scholarships and the Make-A-Wish program. Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 18th in KC, Wyoming. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. You've been procrastinating. Admit it. Your car's been needing a tune-up, but you've just been so busy being awesome. How awesome will that summer road trip be when your car breaks down, leaving you stranded? Perhaps scheduling an appointment with Midas to get that tune-up is a good idea. They'll let you know what needs fixing and what can wait. And right now, you can get big savings on tires, brakes, shocks, struts, and more. Keep your car running safely with a few more coins in your pocket at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. How much does it take to fill your gas tank? Nothing. If you want a $100 gas card from Homestar, this is Autumn Morris, mortgage lender with Homestar. We are back with another gas card giveaway. Three more lucky winners will each win a $100 gas card to Farmers Co-op. 
It's so easy. Just enter the Homestar Gas Card Sweepstakes. You can enter one time each day through May 25th. Winners will be drawn on May 26th. Enter now on the contest page on SheridanMedia.com. Homestar, the easiest way home. The Colorado Rockies are on Smart Talk 106.3 FM, and we'll take you out to the game as Smart Talk will be broadcasting most of all the Rockies games. Major League Baseball is back and on the air, and the Rockies can be heard on Smart Talk 106.3 FM. Rockies Baseball, brought to you in part by McDonald's, Gateway Mortgage, Blowdorn Lumber, Kilpatrick Creations, Dr. Michelle Meehan, and Sears. Smart Talk 106.3 FM, your home for the Colorado Rockies. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. With me this morning is the director of the Civic Theater Guild's production of Steve Martin's The Underpants, Dan Cole, and cast members Ryan Legler and Rowan Heil. Am I saying that right, Rowan? Yes, that is correct. And, of course, the executive director of the Y.O. Theater, Aaron Butler. Now, before we took a break, we were discussing the play itself. What does it take to begin to organize something like this? Ryan, you play Theo. Can you tell me a little bit about your character? Who is Theo? Oh, Theo. Uh, I adore him, even though he's ridiculous. He's this uptight bureaucrat um, who is... Very concerned with um, the image that he portrays, the role he has in society, and so he is very interested in the role that his wife, you know, plays in his life. And uh, so, yeah, when her underpants fall down in public, Theo gets a little upset. <laughs> he get even uh, a little crazy from time to time. Now, um, can you identify with this character you know and you just described him as like an uptight bureaucrat you really don't look like the uptight bureaucratic type no thank you <laughs> um but w- can you identify with him on a level you know what i so can um because he's he's kind of my foil um uh he's he, he's misogynistic he's closed-minded um but at the same time i find him hilarious um in his in his uh, you know, messed up, antiquated thoughts and behaviors. So it is so much fun to play this character. Um, if you remember uh, Peter Pan, the, the animated version, Mr. Darling and Captain Hook, played by the same guy, take so much inspiration. Um, he uh, he gets exacerbated so easily, and you know he always carries the weight of the world on his shoulders, even though uh, he doesn't need to. <laughs> and an image is everything. Yeah, uh, that having everything. upholding that uh, mm-hmm. proper 1910 German image. Absolutely, he's very uh, in tune with his group identity. He's very proud of that. He doesn't want to um, rise above. You know, any level that he, uh, you know, basically, you know, when you cut the wheat from the chaff, he's going to stay down there. He's going to remain yeah. down below, yeah, yeah, with the rest of them, because it's safe down there, Of course, right? of course. Now, where do you find the character's motivation? Because as an actor, uh, I think that's, in, in my opinion, I know very little when it comes to acting and directing. But I feel that, you know, if somebody understands the motivation of the individual then they can portray them. Where do you find his motivation? Oh, well, it's so beautifully written. I just find it right in the lines. Um, 
And with this whole comedy, uh, um, you know, the manners, it's like they're wonderful at language, but they're terrible at communication. Um, that, that, that is a beautiful way to describe that entire time period. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're very well armed with their language. Um, but they're still people and they still bump up against all of the, uh, you know, sort of societal norms, you know, just bouncing off like a Roomba. <laughs> yeah. Now, when it comes to that, do you do research uh, um, past, like, lines or anything like that where you look back in that time period and, and say, well, a bureaucrat would behave as such in this situation or, or anything like that? Well, you know, um, I was a theater major, so I've had to do, um, you know, I've had to read and be, you know, fluent in in a lot of that, um, in a lot of theater from different eras. So I just look back and, you know, compare and just remember, you know, sort of the things that I've learned about the sensibilities of that time. But, um, I, you know, to make it fresh, I definitely wanted to just throw myself into that language. And I think that's... You know, the fun thing about acting is just that, you know, um, it's not all information. It, a lot of it is imagination and just putting yourself into this box, putting myself into uh, the box of Theo and putting on his glasses and just being myself through these given set of circumstances that the playwright has given me. So it's almost like you're, it's, it's your take. On Theo. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I think I found a lot more freedom when I started um, putting myself um, in juxtaposition of his lines as opposed to just reading his lines. You know, like what would make me feel that way? Why would, would I say this? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's no. that's fantastic. Yeah, and I think I think Ryan's done a really great job with that because we we all have to remember that we still have to actually like this guy. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he's got to be someone we try to so, identify with. So right? I think Ryan's done a lot of work on that end, as far as uh, I mean, he is like the main, uh, you know, uh, Louise and Theo are the main characters, and there's there's a lot of opportunities to not necessarily like Theo. Oh, I, I say think, some terrible things. Yeah, and I think Ryan's done a really good job of just being light or being yourself and and lightening that roll up a lot. So. Now, Dan, on that mark, I'll say that uh, when I sat down to view First Date, watching your performance, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to identify with this character. Yeah. I, I really didn't know if I was going to end up liking my hero. By the end of the play, I was right there with you, buddy. I was by your side. So I, I understand that evolution as you get to know the individual watching the play. You can't judge your character right out of the gate yeah. you will mm -hmm. probably fall in love with this guy yeah there's, there's got to be some sort of arc absolutely i mean yeah now rowan you play louise can you tell me a little bit about her who is she yeah so from the outside looking in louise is a mid-20s attractive housewife and i think it's interesting starting off she kind of has this like aloofness about her underpants falling down because as Ryan was saying his character Theo has to maintain this you know image he's a bureaucrat and Louise has never really had to maintain an image for herself only for a man or her husband just because you know she doesn't get the opportunity to have a career or be anything more than a housewife so she's on the def defense automatically like 
why does it matter that my underpants fell down, you know? I don't really care. She's like, whatever. I'm, I hate my life, basically. <laughs> right, right. <And> she's just, <laughs> Stuck in the house. This yeah, is at least like, something. This is not a big deal. And then when it starts to turn into attention and more men paying attention to her that are giving her maybe what she thought she wanted and that she wasn't getting from Theo, it suddenly becomes a lot more complex. And she has to navigate that as a, in secret with one other woman who is her best friend in the show. Now, is there is there any part of, of Luis that you identify with that you can basically look at and say, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I can identify with her it's just sort of search for an identity almost. Um, just I think there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between now and early 20th century Germany, just like with women's rights and with everything, especially right now, I think it's really interesting just to see, like, how much hasn't changed. It's amazing how yeah. timely this suddenly became, Exactly. Right? And so, yeah, I can definitely relate to Louise and just sort of having to force yourself to discover that you are more than just something for a man to have on his arm or to please somebody else. I think that just kind of search for identity that she's having later than... I'm younger than Louise's character is. I'm 20, and she's, like, maybe 24, 25. But the journey is very similar to, like, what I went through in high school, you know, with discovering where I stand with relationships and men and just all of that. So And kind of evolving along the way, uh, getting some hard knocks to teach the lessons of life. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where does your motivation come from, or where does Louise's motivation come from? Uh, you've kind of touched on it a little bit, being locked in the house all day. Right. I mean, you're a housewife. You don't have a whole lot going on outside of those four walls. I think Louise's motivation, similar to Ryan's, is there in the words, but also she's a little more silenced. You know, she can't say everything that's on her mind. She doesn't even know what she's thinking half the time because she's been conditioned her whole life to not have thoughts. And so I think in the beginning, her motivation is just, you know, she wants to please Theo. She wants to keep a peaceful environment because that's what she's been told her job is. But as soon as he starts coming at her about her underwear falling down, she's just angry because she didn't mean for it to happen. And how dare you blame me for this? And then when it kind of works in her favor, I think she's definitely motivated by the prospect of romance. And you see that kind of evolve to being motivated by self-discovery and self-worthiness. Yeah. So she has a pretty big evolution throughout the show. Which I think is amazing, and I think it's actually critical to storytelling. You, We have to see our character grow, because if I'm not going on a journey, if I'm just going to watch the same individual at the beginning as I am the end, there's no lesson to be learned. Right. There's, there's, no, there's nothing I can take away from that. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Rowan, how many plays have you done? And we'll go, including your education, school. Well, um, I'm in school right now for performing arts, but I haven't moved there yet. I've been doing online, so I haven't done any productions through SCAD, which is the school I'm going to in Savannah, Georgia. But I did UW Theater for two months, proud to say. So uh, one production there, and then I've been doing children's theater with Tandem here since I was eight. Oh, wow. So wow. seven or eight years of that, and then I was in high school drama in Buffalo, so... I mean, I really can't count. But And then I've done a couple galas here as well. So you're almost like a seasoned veteran by this yeah. point. Absolutely. I That would be, yeah, that's yeah. a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is it about performing 
that you enjoy. You said you've been doing this since you were eight years old. You got to like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, I saw my first Broadway show when I was three. It was The Lion King when we lived in New York. And I think that I wanted, I mean, I was a performer as a child. I was like singing before I could talk and yada yada, all the stuff the moms say. But I just really wanted to be on stage. And I was kind of mad when we moved to Wyoming, even as a child, because I was like, there's no theater here. (laughs) I don't want to do normal sports stuff. And then, you know, I lived in Sheridan for two years, for two or three years before moving to Buffalo for school. And um, I was introduced to Tandem and I did like youth chorale and stuff with Tammy Davis. And that was definitely like the confidence boost that I needed as a child to pretty much carry me all the way to where I am right now. So. And what is it about performing that really oh, yeah, draws totally you lost to the it? Question. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I do it all the time. I think just sort of, I think it's a unique way to ground yourself when you get to play someone else and just kind of let go of any struggles that you have or who you are. And you can, you know, apply your own experiences and your own emotion to a character to make it more authentic. But at the same time, it's, you know, beautifully detached from your own reality. And, yeah, I don't know. I've always felt drawn to it. Just I feel most myself, I guess. I think that I can struggle for words and um, action and even, like, identity as myself in real life. But as soon as I'm playing another character, it just feels a lot more simple. So I You've got that about it. motivation, purpose, and direction. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I'm going to switch over to you. What inspired you to get into theater in the first place? Oh, man. So, I mean, I grew up on watching The Wizard of Oz, Mary Poppins, Thriller. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, just just the, the joy in storytelling. You know, like what pops into my mind is Dick Van Dyke, you know, who's just big face, big expression, big smile, and you get the opportunity to share that delight. Uh, with people and I mean I think Rowan said it beautifully that's a huge part of why I got into theater as well and you get to sort of explore the different avenues of your own character you know through playing other people Um, and so that benefits combined with like the joy of storytelling you know um, is just what keeps me coming back you know to it and I haven't been on stage for nine, nine, ten years. Oh, goodness. The last show I did was Charlie Brown back when I was in Sheridan. And then I left, and I've come back, and Dan came up to me, and he's like, hey, do you want to be in this play? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Of course. You know, getting to work with Dan, it's like we met in college, like, yeah. early 2000s. And we were doing theater and speech then. And yeah. And, I mean, it was it was just such a delight you know, full circle after all these years, just an unexpected joy, and I just jumped at the chance, and uh, it's been so fun to work with these guys, too. They're so talented. Now, how many, you were a student of of, of theater. How many productions have you done? You know, um, (laughs) through middle school, high school, and then being a college major, or theater major in college, like, I added it up when I was 25, and there's definitely been over 150 productions wow. that I've been in, you know. Um, but they've always been educational and community-based, you know. And, um, you know, I I have come to really appreciate, you know, especially in Sheridan, the 
the the the love and support for the local theater is just you know it feels like family really so yeah. it, that kind of inspired you to jump back in yeah or excuse me jump back on the stage well you know i mean it, it, it's a part of it where it's like um you know it's not only the performances themselves it's just showing up to rehearsals and seeing your friends and being like oh we're gonna play tonight you know you have your responsibilities you have your lines you have your duties but in, in a sense we're getting together to play you know, and uh, that's probably why they call it a play, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but essentially, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to yeah. do. It's joyful. Yeah. Yeah. Rowan, you feel the same? I mean, this is just fun to yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, still get stage fright? No. Not really. Really? Oh, wow. I, Ryan, yeah. no? No. I, I think and I think what what Rowan was saying earlier, it's a chance that you don't have to be yourself. So right. it's like you know, I remember in like middle school, high school, it's like, Oh thank God I don't have to be Ryan Legler you know, <laughs> and I yeah. can go out in front of hundreds of people. I think you know. yeah, I have more stage fright in real life for yeah, sure. Yeah. I think that there's little consequences to be had on stage i mean you can forget a line or like do a dance move wrong or whatever but at the end of the day it's like okay nobody really noticed i still played my part but i don't know i find it less stressful than yeah because they're not they're not judging me they're judging my character right yeah yeah and you know i think that is something that that's a hill that a lot of people don't ever get over um and this is just a theory of mine and you can all stop me if i'm wrong but it's the idea that I get nervous because I'm afraid I'm going to go out there and I'm going to mess something up. I'm going to misspeak. I'm going to I'm going to trip. I'm going to do the old break the leg. <laughs> but the idea that no, I'm here and the more I put into this, the better this will be. Cuz we all get this reserved. I think I, you know, the mass outside of actors, we all get this apprehension where I got. I know someone in the crowd, and they're watching me, and they're wondering why I'm being so silly. When that person in the crowd is like, "That's why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to watch you do this." And the more you give to it, the better that performance is. And yeah. I think you guys have crossed that that threshold that so many of us hold back. Uh, and I think that's what great makes a great actor. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with the cast and the director of the Civic Theater Guild's production of Steve Martin's. The Underpants. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. 
Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Dale Cahoy with Perry's Trailer Sales. We're going to talk about the Titan Dump Box trailers you have in stock, Dale. Bob, we've got 14-foot, 16-foot gooseneck dump boxes. For the really heavy loads, we have a 16-foot triple axle, so you can load it up and not go overweight on it. They have tarps, solar panels, so if it's sitting there for a couple weeks and you need it, your batteries are going to be charged and ready to go. We also have the wireless remotes, so you don't have to get out of your truck to unload them. You can just press a button. And they unload. Come on down to the Titan Dump Box Trailers at Perry Trailer Sales 2516 Coffee and Avenue. The lot continues to change daily at Hammer Chevrolet, Troy Baker. Bob, we've been moving a lot of quality pre-owned vehicles lately. Today on the lot, we have a 2018 Lincoln MKX Reserve for $38,595. A 2018 Volkswagen Tegan Select Premium, and it is priced at $32,995. If you have an extra vehicle that you no longer need, we continue to pay top dollar for pre-owned vehicles. Call us or we'll come out and make you an offer. The lot changes daily at Hammer Chevrolet. They're at 107 East Alley online hammerchevy.com if you've been thinking about building your dream home, Vista West is the place to be. Hi, it's Jack and Kathleen Wood from Best Real Estate. You're right, Jack. With five to seven plus acre lots starting at around 250000 Vista West is just what you're looking for. With less than three miles from downtown Sheridan. You heard it, folks. I'm right. Wait, what? Building your luxury dream home with natural landscaping and views of the Bighorns, Vista West is Sheridan Wyoming's premier executive building site. Call Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307-763-1249. It's time to live your life the best at Vista West. And I was right. Brokered by EXP. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and with me this morning is the director of the Civic Theater Guild's production of Steve Martin's The Underpants, Dan Cole, and cast members Ryan Legler and Rowan Heil, and the executive director of the Y.O. Theater, Aaron Butler. Now, Dan, at the beginning of the show, I asked about the hurdles that you foresaw that you'd have to overcome with this production. What are the hurdles that you did hit? Uh, what are the challenges where in this whole production, outside of COVID, outside because it stopped no. production for two years. Right. But outside of that, I mean, this has got to be a stressful job. Yeah. Um, I think for me, mainly, um, is the language of the script. That's the hardest part with this um making it accessible to to the people who are going to come see it because like i say this language isn't easy and finding the comedy within the lines which is funny we 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 talked about that a lot ryan and rowan finding um how these lines can be funny because if you don't find the comedy in them they're just going to go right over everybody's head and, and there's timing that needs yeah, exactly to be yes and that is another thing like um that i've stressed about this show is clip the show has to clip clip along because uh there's really there's a lot of um content and if we slow it down the pacing and the words are everything um so the language and the pacing was easily the the hardest hurdle for for us now ryan rowan when it comes to that is is there a cadence that the two of you have developed within your rehearsals where it's 
timing looks uh, like a comedic uh, team up there together. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're just getting there. Yeah, you know, the um, the language is uh, is challenging, and you got to find your melody within that. And then, so you got your melody, and she's got her melody. Now we got to come together and like create our own song. And so I feel like last night in rehearsal, I felt like that was that was the best we've done in sort of like looking at each other and communicating and being together as opposed to being like okay i've got my lines i'm gonna say it now you yeah. turn and right. you know because there really is like we're getting memorized that's a big part of that mm-hmm. huge part yeah i mean it, yeah exactly you can memorize them though but if you don't deliver them within the proper tone at the mm-hmm. proper timing or you know kind of something that we all kind of poke fun at and pause for laugh and continue you know but there is like a cadence that needs to be achieved and how hard was that to to i guess you could say a bridge um i'm kind of a a different director for better or worse um i'm kind of an actor's director so i'll get up there and say hey you don't have to do it like this but i'll literally show kind of what i want and our actors have my actors have taken direction extremely well, and sometimes they don't do it how I want, and they find a better better idea than I even had, and I'm like, great. I mean, those are the things you have to explore, especially with a, a script like this that isn't. It's challenging. I mean, this is not an easy uh, script to deal with. Um, which, so. which is fascinating to me that uh, you've managed to put this together. How many meetings have the three of you had going over, okay, we're going to do it this way. And then somebody says, eh, I suggest or I would recommend we do it that way. How many meetings have, have there been? We haven't really had meetings about it, but it's pretty much done in the moment. Um, like if I if I see something that I needs to be played up or done differently, I say, hey, think about it like this. And Ryan will maybe try it like that, and then the next time he'll come at it with a, a totally new, fresh idea that was even better than what I had. And so I think as a director, those are the things that when it's not working, just kind of tell them, hey, think about it maybe a little more like this. Um, And I'm sure you guys have never really had a director like me. I mean... It's <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm definitely. You're very special. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah. You know, I do. I do want to say that uh, you know, acting with Dan, him being an actor's director, has been, um, it has been just so much fun. You know, because it's like you know, the trust is there. Like, um, I know that he's been where I'm at right now. Uh, the challenges that you face as an actor and he makes it very safe and very comfortable to you know allow you to explore those different ideas you know and there's been so many good times even like last night where it's like we'll we'll run a scene and be like stop okay like i want you to do this when you say that and emphasize this when you do that it's like okay go and then we'll do it again it's like ah yes you know um and so it's just been a lot of fun, you know, just building, you know, this, you know, castle of a character, you know, building these moments with these with these guys. So I really appreciate it, Dan. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. It's a little bit more than him standing off to the side of the stage and yelling, emote, yeah. emote. <laughs> <laughs> that that happens, too. <laughs> now, Dan, what are the top three things that you would say a director needs to keep in mind as they direct a play, because uh, from beginning to end, you're yeah. there. Yeah, um, I think uh, seventy 
at least 70% of it is the script. Pick a script that at least you can relate to or, um, I mean, I think that's the number one. And that's honestly the easiest and the hardest part. Um, But I think um, your choice of content is going to be paramount in your success. Um, Also, look at who you have and who wants to do it. Um, Pick something to where you're going to find people that are going to be on board and um and the challenge of it pick something that's not going to be over your head but pick something challenging as well um i think those are actually the easy i mean it sounds so easy but i think those are the top three things as a director to really if you're thinking about doing a play first of all pick your content pick your script pick something that's going to be good and people are going to you know, um, gravitate towards and look at your people and see who you can work with. And so it's a lot of pre-work really. Yeah. I mean, I think mainly all of it is, um, yeah. Are you looking to, uh, direct more plays in the future? Yeah, I think so. Um, I did ask Anaba, um, into Moonlight and that was probably like three years ago. And that was kind of my first Sheridan, uh, directorial debut um this one and i'm kind of looking at the co-pro next year so yeah i think i will continue yeah which which do you like better acting or directing no oh, well i'm an actor so yeah i mean it, it, I, I like the acting yeah but uh it's all learning experience as far as i love the directing too so now real quick i only got about two minutes left when and where can we see this play yeah, um, it opens actually on June 3rd at the Carriages. I believe that's a, a Friday. Um, and it will run um, the 3rd through the 5th and the 9th through the 11th. Um, if you have any questions, just uh, you can get your tickets and more information at Um Yeah, and uh, we hope to see you there. It's been it's been an anticipated thing. So two years, yeah, <laughs> two yeah. years in the making. Are, people are always asking about it, so uh, I can't wait to see you all there. Now uh, I got one more thing. I've only got about a minute left, so we got to be quick. Rowan, I'll start with you. Uh, if someone's out there, they want to be an actor. One piece of advice, real fast. Oh God, in less than a minute. Um, if someone's out there that wants to be an actor, um, start acting. Just just do it. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, like, when you were playing make-believe when you are five years old, it's just like that. Add a script, somebody's going to give you a set, and you're good to go. And you have fun. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so Thanks, much Floyd. for coming on the Always show. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. 
Heads up, whether it's at work, at home, or play, take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines. And do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities. In the community to serve. Disaster can strike and it's never convenient. Captain Clean is always on standby 24-7 to respond. From sewage backups to unexpected water inside your home, we can help. From fire and smoke damage to the unsightly mold found growing on your wall, our experts are here to help you from start to finish. Call Captain Clean today for your free consult. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable solutions for healthy living. We clean more for you. Moss Holders Design Center is the place to save this Memorial Day weekend. Beginning Thursday, every single item is on sale. Moss Holders 18,000 square foot showroom is packed with in-stock items ready for you to take home. Moss Holders has over 65 reclining sofas and love seats, more than 75 mattresses, several sectionals, and hundreds of accessories. Every purchase will be discounted whether you buy in-stock or choose to order. That's Moss Holders Memorial Day sale this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Is it time for a career change? McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan and Buffalo are currently looking to fill shift management positions that pay up to $18 per hour, and you can work today and get paid tomorrow. Improve your life with a new career. Benefits include IRA contributions, health insurance, paid vacations, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and up to $18 per hour. Apply today in person for a shift management career at McDonald's in Sheridan in Buffalo. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates and Best Team Studio. Brokered by EXP. K-R-O-B. Sheridan. 